0: Hi, this is
1: Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is
0: Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go.
2: We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. It is Sunday, October 25th. I'm Liz Dolan. I am here in Santa Monica, California, with three of my sisters. Julie Dolan is on... Um, An Aging Models Weekend uh, this weekend, correct, Liam? Yes, she's with her her friends from college.
3: They call themselves the Aging Models. (laughs) So, Liam, how's everything in Pasadena? All good? It's all good, Liz. I got an eye-opener today. I have a book event tonight I was completely undervaluing. That's just – I am (laughs) – I looked. I should have. I should have been paying attention when I signed that contract to go to this event. Exactly <laughs> what I was getting myself into. Oh, <laughs> I'll tell you about that later. Wow,
2: contracts involved. I want yeah. to hear more, uh, Monica Dolan. You are in Bend, Oregon. I understand.
1: Yes, and if you can believe it, it was there was frost this morning uh. on my car. Uh, I had to scrape my windshield. Below 30 temperatures. Love it. That is nice.
2: Very nice crisp
1: fall day here. Frosty Halloween-y. Sheila
2: Dolan, how's everything in South Pasadena, California?
0: It's really good here. It's cloudy and and wonderful. Yep.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I know. We're so happy for the overcast and the rain here in California. Just just if nothing but to put the fires out. Yeah. all right, Sheila, you have this week's contest winners. This is usually Julie's job, uh, but she's gallivanting off with her own Satellite Sisters. So who were the winners of our contest this week for the hashtag SatSistersYTB?
0: Oh, we have some great winners. Uh, well, our Facebook winner uh, for uh, SatSys, Sat uh, Sisters, You're the Best, is Polly Tobin Goddard. I don't know if you guys saw her layout. It was a multi-picture layout of her best friend and sorority sister. And they just had these great, wonderful smiles. So Polly Tobin-Goddard, congratulations. Congratulations, Polly. You are a Facebook winner. And on the Instagram hashtag, Instagram account, Java Junkie, which I love that name, Java Junkie 68. She had a great picture of All the girls, mothers, with coffee cups, drinking coffee, one cup of coffee at a time, which used to be our motto. And um, that's a great picture. And I was also wondering about that picture. Their hair is perfectly coiffed, and yet they're all mothers. And they look very calm. So I think they deserve an award just for that. Just for the hair? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, ladies, um, to receive your copy of our book, You're the Best, um, A Celebration of Friendship, you are going to write to us at info at com and give us all your mailing address and everything like that. And um congratulations. Your
3: social security number or what does,
0: what does that mean? D O B, SS yeah. number. All your bank routing
3: number, <laughs> Sheila, do you want
2: that too?
0: Absolutely.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Give me a blank check number and I'll be fine. <laughs>
2: Yeah, congratulations this is is the last week of our contest because our publication date is this week right yeah this is it this is the week that the book actually is officially published it's very
3: exciting and i know it's been out and about it seems like but this is it the official pub date is tuesday again i just want to send people to satellite sisters.com for a complete list
2: of events i'm trying to update them as we get them so but yeah it's exciting here we go one thing Sheila and I wanted to mention is that we will be in Minnesota, uh, in St. Paul, Minnesota, on Saturday, November 14th at 4 o'clock in the afternoon for an event. That event, has there's been a change of venue. So it was at Subtextbooks. Subtextbooks is still sponsoring the event. But because of overwhelming demand, they have moved the event to the St. Paul Athletic Club. So we've made most of the corrections on the website and on the Facebook invitation. But if there's any confusion, just call subtextbooks books and uh, and they will t- they will give you all the latest details. <laughs> Good, don't email me. Yeah, don't no. That's yeah, Yes, that's my nice bookseller. way of saying really it's don't there email there. us. You can yeah. email the bookseller. And here's another tip we would suggest because you never know if booksellers are going to order enough books. We would suggest when you call subtext books in advance that you just pre-buy the books that you want. So that way you are sure you're going to get the books that you want on November 14th for Sheila and I to sign. Because, you know, you never know if there's going to be an overwhelming demand. And we certainly don't want to fly all the way to St. Paul and disappoint you. So there's no law that says you can't buy the book right now. (laughs) But we would like you to support subtext books with that. So anyway, it's still Saturday afternoon, 4 p.m., St. Paul, Minnesota at the, uh, at the Athletic Club. We're working on what the after party will be. Uh, I'm trying to figure out if they'll let us stay at the uh, St. Paul Athletic Club for a little after partying meetup or we need to move on. So there will be more details on that. Okay, so that is all of the business. So this week, uh, surprise, surprise, I had another long business trip. I was, uh, I was back in London, England, and you're saying to yourself, am I listening to a repeat because wasn't Liz in London last week? And yes, I was. And, but I came back in between just because you have to have a life at some point. Right. You just have to. even if you're only home for four or five days, it's better than never being home. So uh, I was back in London this week and I'll tell you what I was doing in a second. But one of the uh, one of the effects of being in London this week, it meant that one night after work, when I came back to my hotel room, the Benghazi hearings were just starting in Washington, D.C., you know, because of the time difference. I could get in on the hearings, which actually made me happy. At first. Uh, so I'm kind of like getting into bed. The hearings are on. I figure, well, they've been going for a bunch of hours now. So I'll probably just catch the tail end, right? Because, right. you know, it's been on for three or four hours. And uh, so I get in bed and I'm watching the hearings. And as you do when you're in a hotel watching TV in a time zone that has a nine hour time difference from your, from your own time zone. I kind of, I, I drifted off. And, uh, so then it meant that like all night I was sort of, you know, you kind of come to, I hate that feeling of a TV being on in the room that you're trying to sleep in. Yeah. You know, that freaky feeling. Yeah. And so (laughs) it was that, it was that freaky feeling of every time I sort of came to, there was like a skinny man and a shiny face, (laughs) skinny man and a shiny face. (laughs) Franco Malfoy. Asking. Yes. (laughs) So, skinny man in a shiny face asking half a hundred questions to an immovable object wearing navy. And it was just like skinny man, immovable object, questions, <laughs> answers. Like, And then I would drift back to sleep, and I'd think, oh, it's going to be gone the next time I wake up. Please just let it be gone. And then I would wake up again, and it was still there. It was still there. <laughs> Shiny face, talking to a immovable object. It was just going on and on and on, like in the middle of the night. Uh, and, of course, you're you're in a room where you don't live, so you kind of – Don't know your way around anyway. And uh, I couldn't find the remote. And then when I finally did, I had to get up out of bed, go get the remote. It's an unfamiliar remote because not your home, not your TV. So then you 're spending a lot of time just trying to make it go away right then you then 're just trying to at least fi- if you can 't find the power button, you at least want to find the volume button right like can we i can 't listen to skinny man skinny shiny no got to turn this off so uh, finally, I figured out how to turn it off uh, headed back towards my bed, but not of course just to just to soothe my spirit, of course, I end up eating the um, the Cadbury bar for my, mini- oh, <laughs> my mini bar. That, it was, th- that was the only way I could make myself feel better, Leanne. It was just the middle of the night Cadbury bar, just so oh. I could make this skinny man with a shiny face talking to the immovable <laughs> object go away. So yeah, that's, that's the problem with time zones and sleeping <laughs> in hotel rooms. And they're calling each other "gentle lady" and "gentleman," but none of this really seems to apply <laughs> to what is happening. Anyway, whew, it's a wonder I survived that. That was uh, that was quite a middle of the night nightmare of television but i survived did you guys see highlights watch anything it was it was drama kept
3: turning it on and it was still on so i watched the highlights at the end i didn't need to watch all day i had
2: a lot to do this week yes
3: it it was the middle of a work day for us not the middle of the night so it was harder to watch oh
2: yeah much better to watch in the middle of the night i recommend it uh i mainly followed it on twitter it was a good twitter event so i enjoyed that uh, anyway, so, um, but what I was doing in London was just kind of cool. I just wanted to mention that briefly because there was a question on the Facebook page, um, about it. There is, I was actually moderating in a panel, Monica, you will appreciate this. It's all of these like high end scientists that are in a new special that's coming from the national geographic channel. So it's a special that starts November 1st in the U.S. A series of specials, I should say. Called, uh, Breakthrough. And it's about all these scientific breakthroughs. And in each one, there's kind of a star who who directed and narrates it so that, you know, Ron Howard did one and Paul Giamatti did one and Angela Bassett did one. You know, so they're the, they're supposedly the stars. But for us at National Geographic, the, the real stars are the scientists that are featured. So I was doing a panel discussion. We, we flew three of the scientists to London and we had press there from all over. Over the world, to just hear them talk about their work. And these people were awesome. First, there was this guy, Gordon Lithgow. He came in from San Francisco, Professor Gordon Lithgow. He does everything related to longevity. So he's in the special. It's Ron Howard's episode is about longevity. And um, the, you know, I still wrestle with the idea of why would anyone want to be 100 anyway? That's so I asked him that. And he's like, well, just assume (laughs) assume you're going to be a healthy 100, not a sick 100. I'm like, yeah, but still, it just seems so long from now. So talk to him. He's fascinating. Uh, There was another professor there named Steve Ramirez. He does. Did anyone see the movie Inception? you know with yeah. the yeah. okay yeah. so that's what he does in real life he oh. sort of manipulates memories doing all of the research not all the research many really? people are researching this yes Leon, it's a treatment for ptsd oh so they have i not, didn't know that
3: yeah i didn't know that was a real thing mm-hmm. uh-huh. it
2: is a real thing that's what was cool about talking to these people is they're all like the real versions of scientists who are developing these kind of superhero skills or you know movie stories that you don't believe ever Happen. So, what Steve Ramirez works on is the ability to find a. This is not a good description of what he really does. <laughs> that.
1: That's okay, Liz. Go for it. This okay, is here's, what I, here's what I'm
2: going to call it, Monica. He can find <laughs> bad memories in your brain and replace them with positive memories, or at least at the very least, Take away the trauma so that the, you know, your brain can, you know, bring these bad memories back up. And some of the work that he and others are doing um, will remove that. So you want, for PTSD uh, sufferers, for instance, who may be reminded of certain things when they hear a loud noise or they see certain things, the science that, that these guys are doing, these scientists, men and women, are doing will help remove the trauma Um, From the memory that's stored in your brain. Don't you think that's cool? That's incredible. It's that's incredible. It's like science fiction, but no fiction. Yeah. And uh, not surprisingly, when I asked him, like, you know, because he had been talking about in Inception, they do this. And I said, is that your favorite movie? And he said, no, Memento is my favorite movie, which is, of course, you know, (laughs) which is one of my favorite movies about memories. And Anyway, so Steve Ramirez was great. And then the final one I'll mention, uh, a woman from Scripps in uh, in San Diego. Her name is Professor Erica Ullman Sapphire, and she does all this work fighting pandemics. So remember, on last Sunday's show, I told you I was studying up on Ebola. Yeah. Well, she's one of the Ebola people who is creating – um the to try to find the right kind of vaccine or treatment for Ebola. She's running this giant worldwide program now where everything that everyone is testing and working on. Again, I do not know the right word for what she does. Uh, <laughs> but, but she does um she's created like a clearinghouse for all the work that's being tested for Ebola and other Uh, uh, viruses that could cause potential pandemics. And she was awesome. She flew in from China because she had been at a big Gates Foundation meeting in China. And then we're sitting around at dinner in London, and the subject naturally turned to the World Cup because the Rugby World Cup, as many of you know, is going on right now in England. And so it it is the law that it's the only thing people can Mm -hmm. talk about. And not only did she play rugby in college... She, uh, she was the manager of the u s women's national team in really For, yes. So, she is just a total rock star. Wow. Professor Erica Ullman Sapphire Her. So, her episode is called Fighting Pandemics. And I know you you might not think, oh, there's a relaxing Sunday night of television. Let's get, all get caught up on, you know, where we are with Ebola. But you're going to want to know. And she's a super cool contributor to that episode. So, anyway, it was really really fun to talk to them. I know a photo of me conducting that panel was posted in the Facebook group and somebody asked if, uh, if there's any way you can see what that panel was. You can't see that it was done just for the media in the room, but you can see the show and, the show is very cool, so I'll just leave it at that. So, so that's what I was doing in London this week. She's talking about memories and pandemics and <laughs> genetics and, oh, God, my head is hurting. So uh, up your alley, Liz, really. <laughs>
3: it's really your sweet spot, thing. <laughs> hey, I did want to ask you about um, the Nat Geo show that's on tonight. It's live brain surgery. Yes. What's happening? What what yes. I just saw a giant ad for it and I'm like I'm out. I I'm not going to watch live brain surgery but I'm sure it's an awesome show. What are they, what's happening with this show? No, I
2: think you should, well, maybe not you, Leon. but I think most people should watch it. You know, once the, uh, I don't care who you're rooting for in the World Series uh, at nine o'clock.
1: Monica, you heard about this, right? Live brain surgery? Oh yeah, I'm watching it. Oh, definitely. Isn't it deep brain stimulation surgery? Exactly. So implant electrodes and something like a little pacemaker and it's used to treat... Uh, Parkinson's and people that have neurological tremors. Um, and I believe the patient is awake the entire time during. The oh surgery. my gosh.
2: That's, that's correct. <laughs> that's correct. So, okay. uh, so if Leon was out, she's now further out, but yeah, the, the patient is a guy named Greg Grinley. And uh, it is exactly what Monica just described. Deep brain stimulation. He has very severe Parkinson's tremors. And, um, and so what they can do with this deep brain stimulation is sort of implant something that, that either slows or prevents the tremors. And from the, from the deep reading I've done on this, Monica, it's not like it's a cutting-edge treatment. This happens all the time. It is very effective with many Parkinson's patients. It's just, this is the first time we've actually been able to see it happen.
1: Uh, can I ask you? Does the doctor look anything like Dr. Derek Shepherd? <laughs> 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 raised anatomy, because he was a neurosurgeon. Uh, um, more people might tune in. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I'm. I'm sad in. to say, I'm looking at a picture of
2: him now. Uh, no, no, he he does not. Well, um, can't have it all. The. Uh, But it is interesting that, as you said, it's the kind of uh, surgery that they do when the patient is awake. And, I mean, it's live surgery. You don't know what can happen. Um, Obviously, the cameras are all, like, out of the way of the surgeons. So everyone, so the medical team can do whatever they need to do. But um, from what I've told, if it works, even in the room, you will be able to see the tremors stop. You know, it's the kind of thing. Yeah. That's why um that's oh, why I they
1: th- see it. We had a big announcement about work at work about it because the doctor who's doing the surgery tonight, the nurse surgeon, he trained at OHSU. Oh really? At our and they were one of the places that pioneered the surgery. So um I feel like I should really tune in tonight. Just have to figure out how the television works here. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's like
2: me with my London TV. It's harder than you think just operating your TV. Uh, anyway, that completes the science portion of Satellite Sisters today. I think that's good.
3: All right. So that's on National Geographic Channel tonight. Yeah,
2: tonight at 9 o'clock. And if you're okay. hearing this like later in the week or later in the year, it will be repeated a lot. But, okay. But it will be live tonight, which will make it kind of interesting. Uh, yeah. Uh, so there you go. Thanks.
1: Okay. This is Monica. Let's move on to something fun and provocative for the se- single sisters. Uh, I-, <laughs> I thought you were going to say senior sisters. <laughs> senior single sisters. Okay. Single sisters. I sent you. So I read a blog called apartment therapy. It's the sister blog to another one called the kitchen. And I enjoy the kitchen. A lot of nice recipes. But so um, on Apartment Therapy, I saw this article this week, and it's called The Things Living Alone Will Teach You About Yourself. And it was a list, and there were a lot of comments on it, and I just thought it would be fun to go through that. Some are practical Some are more philosophical. So I just thought it'd be a fun thing for Liz and Sheila and I to talk about. So number one on the things living alone will teach you about yourself is it will teach you about your natural sleep schedule. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they said there's no partners, no kids to keep you awake. So you're really going to find out what your natural sleep schedule is. And uh, that's true. I, I would say at this point, mine is, if I can sum it up in one word, fluid. <laughs> fluid. Oh, really? What does that mean? <laughs> that means I, I, at this point in my life, I am aiming for about 50% of my nights to get a good night's sleep. The other 50%, it's just, it's all over the place. I mean, oh, really? I, I'm up, I'm all over the place. How about you guys?
0: Sheila? Uh, mine is changing um it's changing from going to bed at eight o'clock and getting up at five thirty to now my, with my new work schedule i and- stay, i I stay up very late now i I, <laughs> I I stay up late till about ten eleven or twelve and then i sleep a little later. I want, I want to announce that yesterday i got 10 hours of sleep, which was like um, winning a gold medal. I mean, that was the best feeling in the world. But i think my sleep schedule what's what's living alone. Here's the important thing, Monica. You can sleep anywhere, right? You can fall asleep on the couch. No one's going to move you. You can that's true. You that's can true. get up in the middle of the night on the couch. If you're having that fluidity that you're discussing, (laughs) but once I'm down, I am down. I'm down for the count.
2: So, um, Hmm. yeah, that's interesting. This is Liz. That is so not true of me. I'm more in Monica's camp. I feel like over the past few years, and I suspect it could be menopause related. I'll say the word. I used to sleep so solidly, like go to bed at 10 or 11, sleep straight through, get up at 6 or 7, no problem. Now I find there's a lot more tossing and turning in the course of the night. And I've really tried to train myself to just lay still even if I am awake. You know what mom used to say when we were kids and she was forcing us to take a nap? She would just say, well, just close your eyes and rest. And so I try to just at least close my eyes. Uh, keep my eyes closed even if I'm laying in bed awake because once you open them up well then you're gonna do something that just even makes you more awake uh I check do- your phone yeah yeah Liz
3: and Leanne here and we are so grateful to have Osea support satellite sisters why because it's just a great product holy cow do we, we love Osea's skin and body care and you know what this mother's day sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. going to check your, your phone.
2: phone or turn on your TV. I now have not turned on the TV in my bedroom in more than a year, just because that cannot be healthy, I've decided. But I do occasionally go to my phone where I have... um podcast downloaded that our meditation podcast to help me go back to sleep. So I try to start, mm. the, but I try to start those without looking at the screen, you know? So sometimes I turn out, all of a sudden you're getting like Mark Marin WTF or oh, in the middle of the night, which is not good. Um, but yeah, my natural sleep pattern has changed pretty dramatically in, in the past couple of years.
1: Okay. Moving on. The second thing on the list was when you live alone you really, you teach yourself about how much trash you make. It's just you making the trash. <laughs> so um, I, don't make, <laughs> I don't make that much trash. Um, so it's just a good way to think about how you can reduce your trash. So you uh,
0: love- I make so much trash. I I mean, Leanne has seen it. I, I have bags of trash every day.
1: How gone- do you do
3: that? I don't Is it know. because it's all takeout food? Takeout food.
0: No, not necessarily. I, I I don't know. I I throw things out. I I have. Um, I use I,
1: I, a lot of paper products. Yeah,
0: I I do, and I don't make any. I do. I I believe I am a living alone. I can make as much
1: trash as I want. <laughs> that's my <Okay>. philosophy. <laughs> but that's that's unhealthy. <laughs> I, I know, Monica, you, but... You should not make up for a small family. <laughs> just think about the environment, Sheila. Think okay. about what you can recycle. Okay. I, I'm just the opposite, Monica.
2: I, I feel like I have a very, very small footprint. So much so that the other day, there was some real estate agent in my building, and he asked me, what day is the trash pickup here? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> <What> is- <laughs> I have no idea. I He's like, you don't know what to, when they pick up the trash? I'm like, never even thought about it to tell you the truth. No, nope. Because why, why do I care? I just take the trash out when I have trash. I don't – it's out in the alley when it's – I don't care when they pick it up. Why would I care about that? So – Anyway, so that's my trash policy.
3: <laughs> this is some fascinating <laughs>
1: stuff, guys. Okay. You know, you know, sleep no, and how no. much trash you make. Please keep
3: going, Monica. No,
1: no. I, I'm, I'm going to get to the better stuff, okay. okay? All right. The things living alone will teach you about yourself. How about number three? What it is you like about spending time with other people? Because obviously, <laughs> if you live alone, you spend a lot of time by yourself. Now, mm-hmm. Now, for me, I would say it's sometimes nice to have people to talk to <laughs> because when you're by yourself, you you just spend a lot of time talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's sometimes nice to have someone, you know, you have a good story to tell, uh, something happened, uh, how was your week? You want to share with someone? I think that's what's nice about spending time with other people, just having someone to talk to. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it puts in priority who you want to talk to and why that, you know, you a residential isolation is, is, is really gr- nice as far as I'm concerned, but I I think I'm a very social person with certain people. So I, you know, I definitely make dates with certain people to go have coffee, to go eat, but, uh, it, it's few and far between.
2: Mm-hmm well i would just say this monica to to your point not only is it nice to have someone to talk to i really enjoy listening to other people but when you get really bored with your own life the whole yes. point is to listen to other people talk about their lives so that is the number one benefit of social activity is get out of your own head so that's what i that's what i like about being with other people it's not about me
1: okay these are my own my own takes on what living alone teaches you about yourself. You, one, Number one, you need to work to support yourself yeah, yeah. <laughs> because no one's going to pay your mortgage. No one's going to pay your rent. No one's going to replace your roof um, and you have to pay the bills and you have to eat. And so you have to go to work. And I, I think it gives you a great sense of independence. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the things I love about living alone that when I look around even though the fence may be falling down, (laughs) not anymore, you know, even though there's dust bunnies everywhere, still it's something you created. Um, And it just gives me a great sense of accomplishment and independence. Mm -hmm.
0: Then no backup. That's yeah. No backup.
1: There's no backup.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Except with the trash in my case.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that, that it's, you're responsible for everything, for good or ill. And I like that sense of self-reliance.
1: Right. And the, and the last thing I would say about things you learn about yourself living alone is really, I don't want to get too heavy, but you create your own joy. You know, no one is forcing you to get up out of bed in the morning, on the weekends.
0: <laughs> that is the <laughs> that is the sweet, sweetest words I've ever heard.
1: That, That's or, about living alone you know but it would be easy to just spend your whole weekend in bed or lying on the couch so no one's forcing you to go outside (laughs) really you need to find ways to fill your life fill your saturdays you know Mm -hmm. it's the same thing as you know you create your own joy in your house you know you have to do the dishes and maybe joy is creating a nice dinner for yourself but no one else is going to do it Mm -hmm. except you I like that, Monica. I think that's a good insight.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, again, it's self-reliance and being responsible for your whole day and your whole night. That's <laughs> – uh, which means having a point of view about what you want to get out of life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I like it. Wow. That's, that is some deep thoughts there happening. I don't
3: even know how to respond. I'm like, you're right. I got up at 4 a.m. because my husband got up at 4 a.m. today. So no, I don't know what my natural thing is. And you know, do we create a lot of trash? You bet we create a lot of
1: trash. (laughs) What was
3: the, what was the other one? The sleep pattern, the trash. I don't know.
1: Sleep pattern. How how big a bug are you willing to kill? <laughs> how, how, we did not discuss. Um I have to tell you when I sometimes when I watch those HGTV home shows and when I see the couples and they have to have the double sinks because they want to both get ready in the morning at the same time, I cringe.
0: I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. That why, because
2: that sounds terrible.
1: That sounds terrible to me. Okay. Absolutely. Just
2: sharing terrible. a bathroom simultaneously. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just getting ready yeah. in the morning i just want to do my own thing just well, it's wanna probably take-
3: good you live alone then <laughs>
1: that sounds terrible to you <laughs> just want to create my own joy in my own bathroom uh, yep okay all
3: righty um,
1: oh okay one more thing so um this weekend i'm babysitting yep been a while so <laughs> I- <laughs> for whose baby yeah um, Well, for, I'm taking, I'm helping take care of Fiona, my niece. Although she can take care of herself. I'm just calling it Operation Homecoming. Mm -hmm. And it's underway. So our brother and sister-in-law, they went to Parents Weekend with their son Leo in Seattle. They drove up to Seattle and they asked if I would be willing to come over to Ben to sort of look after Fiona. She doesn't need a babysitter, but just have someone there, an adult, and um, take care of their dog. So I was planning to come over anyways. I emailed them
2: to get out of your apartment house where you live alone.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's how you make your own joy. Sheila, get out of the house, make your your own joy, get in the car. So I emailed them and I said, here are the services I'm willing to provide. Let me know if that, This fits within your plan.
3: (laughs) You're not taking out the trash? Yeah. I'm not sharing a bathroom with Fiona
1: because that will be terrible. I'm not killing any bugs in your house. Um, But I said I would be willing to sleep at their house Friday and Saturday night. Mm -hmm. I would feed the dog. And I would be available uh, 24 hours by text and phone if I happen to hear the text or hear the phone. So I would be back up if she needed meals. Now, the good thing about Fiona is she's almost 16, so her friends all drive. So I don't have to worry about driving her around. And they said, Dick and Sue said, yeah, that would be fine. But then they told me it was homecoming weekend. So oh, they said wow. there's, there's a lot of activities on homecoming weekend. So I had this phone call with our brother last week. I said, well, what's going on? He said, well... The, well, the plans are kind of vague. Fiona's going to have the, all of her friends over and they're all going to get ready at the house after the football game on Friday. And I was like, well, there's the football game and then the dance is after <laughs> the football game. Should, did,
3: this I, is going to cut I, into your natural sleep schedule. I can tell. I was like, yes. Really? You
1: have
3: to see that. Yes. They stay up all night long. Those teens. Yep. <laughs> the-
1: I know they do, but Dick said, I I said, isn't the dance on the next night? He goes, well, I don't know. She never tells me anything. And he gets more information from her mother. So the deal was they had, you know, the football game on Friday. I was in place. It's been very nice, very calm. Uh Fiona and I have been texting back and forth. My brother Dick had a couple of rules. He didn't, number one was no alcohol anywhere, you know, in their house, no after after party after the dance, um, and no boys in the house when you're not there, so that was and the rules have all been followed the rules Okay. All, all been followed, so the game was Friday night, and thank God that I was over there because you know their dog zipper, Liz, I had to be like the human thundercoat for zipper because <laughs> they had fireworks after the game, oh, dogs the, don't like that. I know, and the football stadium is, like, a block from their house. So there was a lot of activity. And then yesterday, all the girls came over to get ready for the dance, but I wanted to give Fiona her space. So I haven't been there at all during the day. I walk the dog. I leave at 8 a.m. She's on her own. She's been doing fine. It was super fun. I went over last night about 5. All the girls came down. They're all wearing very short, lacy Lacy dresses. Lace- That's what they wear. They, they Lacey, wear super Lacey short dresses. Super short, stiletto heels. They looked adorable. Their dates came over. Adorable. Um, it was really, really fun. And then uh, she was uh, supposed to spend the night Back at the house last night, but she ended up changing plans.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: change of plans. Yeah. Was I can't, gonna, you fell for that? Okie dokie. Was
1: going to stay. I had to. What was I going to do? <laughs> so um, I guess she spent the night at her friend's house. They, mm-hmm. they, so I'm yeah. going I'm checking in with her momentarily just to see what's going on. I don't want to wake them up. But anyways, Operation Homecoming so far has been a success.
2: Can I just say, Monica, that the, uh, you know, I don't have kids, you don't have kids. But the reaction of Leon and Sheila, <laughs> who do have kids. Suspicion. To your change in plans story. Of immediate suspicion. Yes, exactly. You know. That's the oldest one in the book, Monica. I you
0: don't know. know. I, I'm Fiona, sure
3: it was all fine. I'm sure yes. it was all fine. Let's not. Yeah. I'm sure it was all good.
1: Yeah, Fiona's very mature. You know, she's very sweet. She's a good girl. All of her friends, they're really, really good girls. So um, I just trust that she was allowed to spend the night at someone else's house. So
2: <laughs> okay, I that was within your your purview to allow your that. jurisdiction. Okay. Okay. all <laughs> right. <laughs> Can I just put in a request here on Friday night when we are together at um, Powerhouse Arena in Brooklyn of this week doing uh, the big book launch? Fiona will be there. Uh, so please do not pester Fiona about what aunt Monica said on, on the <laughs> radio know. show about spending night at a friend's house. Okay. Cause her dad's going to be there too. So we'll just let this be our little secret. How yeah. about that? Keep it
0: between the aunts. I like that. Okay. Well, uh, Monica, it sounds like you did a really great job holding <laughs> down the fort. So, Okay. First- okay. Okay. Uh, this is Sheila. I experienced something this week, which I didn't, I don't know if you girls have this at your bank. It's called Teller Assist. Teller Assist. So what it is, it's just an ATM machine, but you get to talk to someone on a screen while you're conducting your business. It's sort of the best of both worlds. If you like that sort of thing, And so what what assist
2: is it that you would need at an ATM machine?
0: Okay. Well, here's the thing. It's bank of America. All right. So for instance, um, I have a new business account. I was depositing a check. Uh, the check would not go in the ATM machine for some reason. All right. So I begin to panic. Uh, quite often at the bank when things go wrong, right? I, I don't know if anybody else does. It's just. No, I, nobody does. Okay.
3: <laughs> no. Because okay. I would just walk inside and hand
0: the check for the time. I, I know. I know. So I walked in. I guess I looked a little flustered. And one of the. um, One of the. Security guards. No. What do you call it? They work at the bank, lovely women at Bank of America. They're just there to assist you. And they, she said, you look a little flustered. Would you like to try Teller Assist? So I said, okay. Now, I mean, Teller Assist is good when you've, like, had too much coffee or, like, not enough coffee. Like, when you just need an extra face saying, hey, good morning. And you don't want to wait in the long line to deposit a check. It's an ATM. You walk, it's, it's it's you walk in and when you put your card in, uh, Christine was my woman. Christine came on the screen. Really? And she said, Yeah, she said, Hi, how are you? And it, it, it's it's a video of someone assisting you through a normal ATM deposit. <laughs>
2: Wait, wait, wait! It's a video or she's live? I don't know. I'm already confused. She's live. Oh, she's live. live. Okay, okay.
3: Okay. For God's sake, that's for people who just moved to this country. No, no, she.
0: I'm sorry. She's live. She's on the screen. I I don't know what to call it. She's live. She's she's talking to you. She's looking at you, but you are standing there. And you are just doing the normal thing that you would in an ATM. But of course you, you, you drank too much coffee. Like you, you're freaking out and you just need an assist. So what they do is they talk to you the whole time and they, they kind of look like they're looking at you, putting your card in and all of this stuff. And then before you know it, you're just having a little chit chat with them and, um, as so it's just get, like
2: a bank buddy. You get a little yeah. bank buddy.
0: It's, it's really nice. I mean, it's kind of embarrassing when I was called out and the woman had to, like, bring me over to the teller assist. Like, it's sort of a, a special needs area in the bank. And I have been called out at the bank before. So I think this, this might be creative for people like me who just can't really handle... The normal deposit and just an high needs customers. <laughs> yes, and um, high needs. Um, you know, maybe too early in the morning, something like that. Well, can't you just go to the teller? <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Um, the teller. Well, the line is often very long. Okay. All right. And, I- and they they are trying to. They're trying this out at Bank of America. Okay. They have a they have a lot of new technology. It's like
1: so, self checkout at the grocery. It place.
3: is. It's like that is never you can never do by yourself.
1: <laughs> right? They, they don't want to do the work anymore, so this is their solution. Yes, it is. And assist.
0: It's it's kind of nice. Um, you know, if all the ATMs are taken and the line is long, um, and you get a friendly face, and you know they 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 say, "Have a great day," and can I assist you with anything else? <laughs> Sheila, your needs are so
2: simple. That's nice. It's really,
0: I it made me so Uh happy. uh And, uh, I mean, I almost want to try it again to see if I'm going to get Christine again.
3: Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. See, do that. Yeah, I'm sure there's just one, or they're all named Christine. The joy.
0: This is Monica living alone, making your own joy. (laughs) (laughs) Tell her assist is now on my daily schedule.
2: Maybe, yeah, it's maybe it's something about living alone. Maybe you should have a roommate. But, yes. But if you have teller assist, it's the closest you want to get.
0: Yes. So there you go. Bank of America, teller assist, check it out.
3: <laughs> okay. Well, I, I'll, get, I'll get right on that. Um, all right, you guys, I saw an article in the New York Times today in the style section, and it, it's about the wacky corporate titles people have now. You know just how all these uh, new tech companies and entrepreneurial companies let people you know be called you know v p of people instead of human resources or people are called you know story strategists or corporate storyteller or futurists you know or thought leaders and and liz i I know do you have pretty traditional titles in your line of work?
2: We do have pretty traditional titles, but I work with a lot of production companies or agencies or tech companies where it's anything goes when it comes to a title. Like if you can fit it on a business card, go for it, you know, and uh, it's kind of a, it's a contest to see who can be hipper, I think with some of these titles.
3: But don't you think some of them are just annoying? I mean, I don't, some of them are just too cute. Like here's one, this is an actual title and this, I'm sorry for this person. Uh, So she works for a Brooklyn based rum distillery okay Okay. she is a former brand manager but now she works at this rum distillery and her boss said was having a hard time figuring out what titles should be so she told me to come up with something that would encompass everything she was doing so her actual title is thing two (laughs) because she said dr seuss had a really big influence on my life Okay, that is just idiotic. No. I'm sorry. Oh. You're a grown-up, and your title is thing, two.
1: Yeah.
0: That's, You've been living alone too long. Yeah, yeah. right. Mm, and just... Come on. Just... I'm
2: sorry. You'd have to think about your resume. Are you ever going to want to put that on a resume? No.
3: Not when you're older than, you know, 26. <laughs> I mean, this is a thing, too? Come on. <laughs> please. Okay. So you don't want to be VP of corporate sales, but think... They, and really influenced by Dr. Seuss? <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, unless you actually are thing too at Universal, <laughs> I don't think you should. Right. right. I
2: think you're right about that, Leanne. So I think
3: that's it. I think that's the sign of the apocalypse right there. Um, <laughs> all right. And then uh, tonight I have to go to this book event. And um, it's a two-night event. I was asked nine months ago to be an author at this fundraising event for the LA public library system called the literary feasts. And, um, I, You know, I said yes. They, they were looking for people, authors on my side of town, okay, because people don't know Los Angeles. There's the west side of Los Angeles where Liz lives, and that's Beverly Hills and Bel Air and Pacific Palisades and fancy pants people and a lot of money over there. And then there's the east side of town where Sheila and I live. Which is, you know, Pasadena's own thing, but very often we're not considered cool. Let's just say. It. These were not like Hollywood stars over here or anything, um, but we have our own vibe. Uh huh. So, and, but the big central library in Los Angeles is right in the middle, it's downtown, and so they were trying to appeal to people on both sides of town. Now, I don't know anything about this event. I've done a million of these, like, charity auction things where I sign up and I'm the guest of honor and I just talk and people pay to have dinner with me and then it goes to the charity. So that's what I think I'm getting into. And I have to sign a contract and they're super organized and I get like 20 million emails. And so the event, there's a an author reception tonight. It's at author reception and dinner at a downtown club. And then tomorrow night is the event People have paid to have dinner with me, and it's 18 people in a private home in Pasadena. Mm. And I'm, all I'm doing is I'm fixated on the fact that um, I see on the invitation that our dress code at my event is casual chic. Because that's whoa, because that's like a you know it's casual I get, but chic that's really that, that, <laughs> I mean that's hard. That's hard. Like, well, is this chic? I don't know. Is this chic? I, is this that, there's a judgment in that. Yeah, chic for whom? Right. Yeah, exactly. So I was pretty focused on that, but it looks like it's going to be, be a pretty spectacular house with a pretty spectacular private chef. I haven't really been paying attention because been, we've been doing so many other things. We're booking like 40 events over the next couple of weeks. So this morning I looked at this event today. I was like, oh, author dinner, that'll be fun with the hosts, and I'll get to meet some of the other authors, like Maria Semple is one of the other authors who okay. wrote Where, Where'd You Go, Bernadette, and a bunch of writers from the LA Times, like Kenneth Turan, and yeah, you know, it's a good crew of 50 people, some of whom we've had on our show, so I thought, oh, this will be fun. You guys, I, when I Googled it, it's like a giant charity event. I, I had no idea. <laughs> you
1: know how big it was? You just thought it. Oh was... I
3: thought it was like cocktails and I, I mean I, I didn't know it was like um so how many people? Two hundred people. Oh the, the, the chair of the event is Judith Krantz and Veronique oh Ack.
2: Oh my god.
3: They're both still alive? Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. Also I see people in the photos from last year wearing like sequins and stuff. Oh, I I used think Oh, Ooh. I don't need to go get stockings. I'll just wear bare legs. Like, that was... <laughs> I was like, uh, What happened to the Casual Chic? Was that... That was last night? Casual or Chic is tomorrow night. Tomorrow... Oh, God. But tonight, I finally looked at the invitation. It's cocktail. I was like, oh, my gosh. I gotta... Thank God I bought that black dress yesterday. It was like a last-minute... I better get a black dress for this book tour. I'm slightly in a panic now. I mean, I was just, now I need, I feel like a blowout. I I feel like the whole thing has been ratcheted (laughs) up. I had absolutely no idea it was this fancy pants. So, (laughs) okay. So any suggestions I'll take because hmm, I, I was, I'm really shocked. Okay. So that is tonight, and then tomorrow night i got a casual chic it up somehow. Mm.
2: Yeah, well, uh, yesterday, uh, I, I thank you for the text you sent me yesterday, Leanne, when I was freaking out about what to wear in Brooklyn on Friday night. You said just get yourself some boots and a wrist cuff. I think is what you said. (laughs) Like whatever I already owned could be adequately upgraded. And really, I was going for casual chic Friday night in Brooklyn. So boots and a wrist cuff, just sending that back to you as your own very solid advice.
3: Oh, my gosh. I really got to up my game. The the nice thing is they invited spouses, which is really nice because – Very often when you go to these work events, they don't. Everyone else has someone there, but you're just the author. You show up and you're alone. And I don't mind walking into a room of 200 people where I don't know anybody, but it's more fun when you can. (laughs) And now that I've seen this. Crowd and the photos last mm. year. <clears throat> like, yeah, this is a serious deal. <laughs> we better get our act together. <laughs> so,
2: all right. I hope we're going to get some uh, photos on the Facebook group.
3: Yeah, we'll see. We'll see who I can who I can track down. Yeah. Judith Grant. <laughs> Judith
2: Grant. A selfie with Judith Grant would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that would be awesome.
3: A lot of people on the committee who have Vaughn in their last name. <laughs>
2: oh
0: yeah.
3: Quite a crowd.
0: Quite. But there
3: might crowd. be boas. Yeah. I just yeah. had no idea. No idea. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling oh, and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got
2: going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is but, uh, what a... Uh, What I'm recommending. The other way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready.
3: That's right. Butcher Box gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate free and wild caught seafood. Sign up today at butcherbox.com sisters and use code SISTERS to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. Because, <laughs> because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge.
2: Oh, well, um, speaking about the fancy west side of L.A., I just want to throw in so- one observation uh, about leading economic indica- indicators here in uh, in Southern California. All hell is broken loose in my building, and um, which is a sign to me that we are building back up towards a massive real estate bubble. Mm. Because in the past month, um, once again, my building only has 14 units. I don't know how we can have so much drama here, but there we we have like an invasion of the flippers now. Like at the a couple oh. a couple weeks ago, um, one of my longtime neighbors. I won't give you too many details because I don't want to, you know, violate anyone's um, uh, privacy. But it was like the Baltimore cults. In the middle of the night, she just moved out. And the, <laughs> and by the next day, the stagers were there. And the apartment was for sale without, you know, this is someone who's lived in the building a really long time. And she just, like, ran away in the middle of the night. <laughs> <Just selling it. laughs> Does, doesn't that seem weird to you? You wouldn't, at least, weird. You wouldn't yeah. at least tell your neighbors you're leaving? You know, um, it could be related to the liens against her property. um, (laughs) And so we have and then we have two other apartments, the one right next door to me. uh, Somebody just bought it three months ago. And here's what they do. They they these very nice. They're usually women buy these apartments. And I've realized now they either say I'm doing this. My mother will be moving in here. Or my daughter will be moving in here because this this has now happened a bunch of times in the building. Like, oh, I'm redoing it for my mother. Oh, that's so nice of you. Let us be as helpful as we can. Or the same, I'm redoing this for my daughter. Same thing. But what they really don't want to tell you is I'm a flipper and you're never. Oh,
3: oh, really? Yeah.
2: You're never going to see me again in three months. And sure enough, they tore that whole place apart uh all of a sudden i came home from work one night this week and who's here again the stagers the stagers are back that's that's how you can tell they like what's going on it's just all the fake furniture moving in to create the illusion of a fake home and sure enough today there's an open house and it's so i guess i guess that's good i guess that means the real estate market is back but when you're when you're in a little condo building and you actually would like to have neighbors and or feel right. like your neighbors are like neighborly or telling you the truth about who's going to live there or it is just a little bit alarming when, uh, when you feel like the, the, um, the assault of the, the flippers again. Yeah. So so that's the downside. The good news is I can't wait to get back in that place today and see what she did to it because, <laughs> you know, I always enjoy an open house. Uh, and so, you don't have to go far,
1: Liz. I don't have to yeah, go far.
2: It is <laughs> contiguous. It, it Like it could – I could just put a glass to the wall and hear what people in there are <laughs> saying about it. But – but it'll be open from 2 to 5. Anyway, the – if you're – you know, the real estate properties like here in on the west side of L.A., I feel like it took a really long time to bounce back just because things here were so overinflated. Right. But based on just the – when you have people fleeing in the middle of the night and then to, <laughs> these stagers arriving the next morning – Something has changed. In yes, the you have dynamic. movementless. There's there's movement for sure. So um, I will report back on my findings once I it's see all that offshore money. It is yes. That that is. Although they say now it's slowed down here because the because the
3: economy in China is now a little treacherous. So, but yeah, it's that offshore money. People just coming in and buying places, not really living in them. So be careful for that. Watch for that because that's. I, hey,
2: if nobody lives there, nothing could make me happier. The uh, <laughs> <laughs> despite wow, my head, you just, people living alone, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Watch it. Like oh, No, because, because like, the what? the other end of it, Lee, is I've had I've had the other neighbor, you know, who turned her spare bedroom right. into an Airbnb operation. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. It's out of control here. Okay. <laughs> it okay. just is so okay. like I would much rather have an empty apartment because people are half a world away than like new strangers with a set of keys to my home, uh, every week, uh, coming in anyway. So, uh, I, I will keep you posted on that. It just seems like a nice quiet little building in a nice quiet little neighborhood, but there's always something going on. Yes, there is. Yes. So I, let's just go back to the living alone thing. You're not really living alone when you're in a condo building. (laughs) (laughs) Because these people have a lot of control over your total environment. Uh, Okay, so there's that. I wanted to mention a couple of things on our Facebook group. Uh, If you haven't joined the Satellite Sisters Facebook group, it's really easy to do. Just go to Facebook, type in the Satellite Sisters. Our group will pop up. And it says you're applying for membership, as Leanne and I have clarified before. As long as we can see that you are an actual human being. You will be accepted. We're just trying to weed out things that are. We bot- got some good names this week. <laughs> yes,
3: like yep. Mick Bundy, Mick Sweeney, and things like. And we just <laughs> have these fake bot names. I, it just makes me laugh every time I open the thing. It's, I know, it's hilarious. So,
2: sometimes I leave them there instead of deleting them, just so I can make sure you have a chance to see them too <laughs> before we delete or block them. Um, anyway, join the group because on the group you get to post uh, your stuff on the on the Facebook page is where uh, we post what's up with us. So anyway, just wanted to call out a couple of things. Lisa posted a great Satellite Sisters photo um, in just the past couple of days of she and her Satellite Sisters giving free dental care at one of those big community health fairs in Seattle. Oh, wow. Neat. And, I didn't see that. Yeah, oh. and I just really admire people that do that, and I'm really grateful for people that do that, I mean, for the because there's so many members of the community that need that. You see these big medical fairs but I always think about the dental side of it, you know, because it's very hard for people with no insurance. It, it's dental care is so expensive. So expensive. Yeah. So, um, so I'm just unilaterally declaring Lisa and her satellite sister, <laughs> our satellite sisters of the week, because that is, that's the kind of community spirit, um, that I really admire people that actually have skills, uh, that they share for free with their needy neighbors. I like that. Now, Monica, I don't know if you saw the picture that. Sue posted on the Facebook group about an oryx in That's... Forest Park. Is that fake? No, it's not. No it's, no, it's a real story. Oh, okay, can you explain the story? I thought it w- an oryx was like a mythical animal and so when I saw that photo it would be like having a unicorn on the trail or something.
1: But it, so- it's some, I, In Portland there's a giant um, there's a place called Forest Park and it's the largest forested park in a major city and there's miles of trails and it connects to the arboretum liz you enjoy forest park everyone, yes, everyone I love forest park so there was a guy that had kept some an oryx it was um, an, what a what is an oryx of, it's a type of antelope so imagine oh. an antelope Leon, with giant horns on okay. it Oh, okay. Now I know. Yeah, now I can see. see that's it. why yeah. it looks mythical. It and just... the it, the antelope escaped from his backyard, and was wandering the trails in Forest Park. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know. Oh my um, gosh! I know. I'm sorry I missed that because I do spend a lot of time up there on the Wildwood Trail, and people had all these sightings and. That that would really stop you cold to see a giant antelope coming down the trail. (laughs) (laughs) So the latest update this morning, I checked in on the story. They did manage to find it, and they're trying to lure him or her. I'm not sure if it's a girl or a or man. Um, him or her into the van. So. The, there were a lot of Oryx sightings. It, it's <laughs> exciting. It's exciting. They don't look like they can harm you. No, they don't. It certainly would scare the bejesus out of your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> an addict or a small child.
2: <laughs> I just I'm imagining getting an oryx into like one of those animal control vans. You know that that, that they use for for like dogs and cats and raccoons and things.
1: No, um, its it sounded like this guy has been keeping it in his backyard on his property. It sounds like he just rented like a budget van. Yeah, and was yeah. trying to lure the thing in there. But. How do you spell oryx? O R Y X.
3: Oh, okay. And is it, you, it is Leanne, it legal? You see the,
2: what they did, Leanne, is the um, Sue posted a story from opb.org. The title of the story is "Oryx Roams Forest Park." Uh,
3: and... Those horns are big. Now I'm checking it <laughs> out. Oh my gosh! And
2: so Sues Sue said, "Where has Monica Dolan been hiding this oryx? Because obviously, the assumption was that it was when your fence fell down that the oryx got loose." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, I enjoyed that because we had been talking about like wild animals in people's backyards just in the last couple of weeks and, um... Uh, So that's a good one. See, another benefit to being in the Facebook group. Now, Christine posted, moving on uh, from mythical animals to uh, mythical women, Christine posted the new um, Barbie ad. If people haven't had a chance to see the new ad campaign they're running now for for Barbie and said, what do you guys think of this? It is great, Christine. I agree with you. I think... Kids playing grown-ups is the oldest trick in the book, creatively. It's always very charming, uh, but it is really nice to see this kind of approach from a company like Barbie. So if you guys get a chance to look at that, I think it's really clever and uh, will certainly make you smile. No matter how you feel about the actual Barbie. Uh, and then finally, Patricia asked a question because, Monica, you had mentioned that at the Bend Film Festival, one of the events that you really liked was going to a screening of short
1: films, right? Yes, enjoy. I went to two, two separate screenings, a bunch of shorts, probably saw 10 short films. I enjoyed the short films. Yeah,
2: and, and short films can be hard to find. So Patricia asked, uh, she obviously lives in the L.A. area, if there's a place around L.A. where you can see short films. So Patricia, the answer is yes. One that I know of for sure but I'm sure if you Google it, you'll find more, is right before the Oscars, there are a number of movie theaters around L.A. that always play all of the Oscar-nominated shorts because they're always short live action and short animated. And I know there's a theater right here in my neighborhood in Santa Monica called the Aero Theater, A-E-R-O, um, that's part of the American Cinematheque and uh, and so they, they run the shorts because the assumption is there are a lot of academy members that live around the LA area that need to see the nominated films so I'm sure if you google it you will find all kinds of other places to see shorts too but for sure in the sort of late January, early February time when uh, all the Oscar voting is going on there are theaters around uh, this area where you can see the best of the best when it comes to shorts so I just want to pass that along I have occasionally gone to that it is always interesting and fun so uh, okay uh i gotta go i got a workman that just
3: showed up <laughs>
2: yeah okay <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so so, leon leon you and julie are doing a tuesday show
3: this week right we are we are doing a tuesday show uh we did notice an anomaly and we can't explain it but we were doing the tuesday show and then i was editing out the madam secretary as a separate show and I'm, a lot of people were saying we weren't getting um the, we weren't getting the whole show just the madam secretary recap um That's probably because you might have a setting on your downloads that just show me the latest episode. I was, I was uploading two shows a day and that seemed to have messed some people up. Even though both the shows were up there, they were only getting quote, the latest episode. So now I'm uploading the Tuesday show on Tuesday, the Madam Secretary show on um, Wednesday, the recap only, and then the, you're the best interviews, um. Will be uploaded on Thursday. So this week, we, it's a, it's a dynamite. Powerhouse combo because we're going to do one on Thursday. That's Elizabeth Edwards, a really touching, moving interview with Elizabeth Edwards about her very powerful memoir and about grief and recovering from the death of her son. And this was before, you know, the whole thing with John Edwards fell apart. So it's kind of this interesting moment in time for her life and her health and her family. Just a very moving interview. It's really touched when we did it and then touched to listen to it again. And that will be on Thursday's so You're the Best Interview. And then on Sunday, we're going with uh, the man of the hour, the man who had maybe the best week of any film director ever this week, right. J-, J. J. Abrams, the director of the new Star Wars movie. Um, basically, the trailer broke the internet, television, and, you know, my house, basically, <laughs> that
2: fantastic trailer. <laughs>
3: I teared up. I got choked up watching really? the trailer. Oh, my God. I loved it. Uh, when the music came on and Harrison Ford, I, I couldn't believe it. So we are talking to J.J. Abrams on the show. Um, it happened 10 years ago, so it's not about Star Wars, but it is about Alias. And he is a great um, storyteller, obviously, but he talks a lot about what it takes to put a story together and what he looks for and great characters and a and a great uh, TV show. And I think there's some insight. I think there's some Star Wars insight. I'll just say it, uh, <laughs> even though we don't actually say the word Star Wars in the interview. So that. We, we should
2: have edited that in somehow, like edited in a question about Star Wars and just used one of his answers. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, I, I want
3: to give a shout out to John Ramos, our engineer from our ABC radio days, who went in and recut all these interviews. And he is the world's biggest Star Wars fan. His entire garage is filled with Star Wars <laughs> memorabilia. he's <laughs> Pretty sure is going to pay for his kids' college. Okay, okay, John. So we should have just done that. John should have done another horrible impersonation of J.J. Abrams, and we could we could have fixed some Star Wars questions. I should have thought.
2: Uh, Okay, so um, as Leon said, we have a huge week uh, with shows, and then, of course, Friday, live at Powerhouse Arena in Brooklyn, New York, you have your Satellite Sisters and your next gen of the Satellite Sisters, so the aforementioned Fiona Dolan will be there. Sheila, your daughter, Ruthie, will be there, right? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, Liz. Julie's uh, daughter-in-law, Lauren, and our two nieces, Megan and Catherine, who have both been on the shows. So if you are anywhere in the vicinity of Brooklyn, New York, uh, on Friday night, 7 p.m., Powerhouse Arena, we really, really are looking forward to seeing you there. And then uh, the rest of our event schedule is posted at SatelliteSisters.com. Just click on the events page. So... Okay, so it's going to be, uh, for those of us who live alone, it's going to be a highly social uh <laughs> Yeah, will you guys can
3: handle it. I know, Monica, you're not coming to Brooklyn because of your work schedule, but it sounds good. It sounds like a good move that you're not coming. <laughs> 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 interrupt, interrupt your natural sleep schedule. So. It's all about sleep. <laughs> no, we'll miss you,
2: Moni. We'll miss you. Uh, yes okay so uh, there you have it um, you can find everything you need to know about us at SatelliteSisters.com including the hundreds of previous podcasts we have created for your pleasure so check those out uh, subscribe at iTunes then you'll always get everything and if you've already received our book You're the Best Celebration of Friendship one thing that's really helpful is if you review it so um, if you like it that is uh, so if you go to uh, Amazon or Goodreads. Yeah, if you don't like it, if you it, don't like it. it keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but that's the way these things work. Uh, anyway, so go to uh, Amazon or Goodreads and uh, and pass the word. Just share the Satellite Sisters a little bit. Okay, sisters. Uh, see you Friday. See right. you Friday. Safe yeah. travels. Uh, uh. Thanks, Monica. We are the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget. Call your Satellite Sister.